coming to you from an undisclosed location somewhere in the northern hemisphere waiting out the alien apocalypse. He is armed with a machete and a microphone. Join Michael James as he seeks answers to the paranormal, conspiracies, ancient mysteries, and the occult. Are you ready to trip the fuck out? This is... Beyond the Forbidden. Well, first of all, uh, there is a difference between a living simulation where it's it's uh, information and energy that stems from a living conscious entity. It is a precipitation of, uh, of a mind that uh, allows its thoughts to precipitate into matter. That's called a real simula simulation or a living simulation where the trees, the plants, the galaxy, the universe, which is all made out of energy and it's all pixelated at the smallest scale of reality, it's called the Planck plate, uh, is all stemming from some sort of a conscious mind and entity. And Max Planck was the first um, scientist, founder of quantum mechanics, that stated, you know, that behind the uh, behind this universe there is a force. Behind all matter there is a force, and that force is what's uh, allowing the matter to exist. Well, that's what you call a living simulation. It is a a reality that is connected to a spirit source of energy, which we call God. Now, there is also a second type of simulation, which is more familiar to that of a, of a video game, and that's called the artificial cybernetic simulation. The difference is that an artificial cybernetic simulation is li literally a digital reality with with no connection to source and no connection to spirit. It is just pure, it's pure and raw intelligence without any spirit. And that is the distinction between a type of uh simulation that is a, related to a video game like the video games that we play which is and they and they both use the same principles and the same universal laws and dynamics um you know they they both operate under the same uh, sequences mm -hmm. the only difference is that the the living organic simulation in which we are a part of our living multiverse is connected to a divine energy source that everyone calls god uh whereas the cybernetic artificial simulation is just it's not connected to anything, you know. In fact, the beings that inhabit this cybernetic uh, artificial simulation multiverse, known as the Phantom Matrix, actually get their energy from us, from the living universes that are connected to Source. Sweet. Uh, before we get too deep into this, Ismail, um, is there a connection between the AI God and the Great Godhead, the Promise Source of all creation, which you talk about in your book? Well, there is no connection. Um, there, the this I don't even like to call it an AI god, but the negative extraterrestrials and the fallen, the fallen ones, you know, those that are associated with the regressives, uh, call it an AI god because that's who they answer to. But um, I just want to call it uh, an extremely advanced sentient AI, super sentient AI that went rogue, you know, four billion, four hundred billion years ago in a prior creation in another universe way before the creation of our own universe. So that's what I like to call it. But um, how it originated, um, you know, it, it goes back to the initial split of the one, of prime creator source, going back to 900 billion years ago, be before the time matrix came into existence, the 15-dimensional time matrix. There was just, you know, one pure energy source 
and that source field decided to explore more of itself. So it underwent division, fragmentation. So at first divided, it exploded in a way. And that's what I call in my book, the original immaculate conception is where the one decided to explore more of itself. It was bored within its own state of being for all eternity. And in order to explore more of itself, it began the division process. Now, when it did that, it actually, it almost appeared as if it exploded. So when it exploded, the 15-dimensional time matrix came into being, right? It is a living organic simulation. While at the same time, a big chunk of that uh, primal um, division or primal explosion uh, spewed off into the infinite or into what we call the outer rims of uh, void in space where there is no time and there is no space it's just outer darkness you could say and that or and that chunk that split off from the original explosion is what uh, became known according to the esoteric secret knowledge as the asuras or the archons the archons now the archons did have a hierarchy at the top of the archon or the asura hierarchy then we had we have what you call the Lord of the Archons, Ariman. And that's spelled A-R-I-M-H-A, um, Ariman, like the Ariman, with an M at the end, Ariman. There we go. Uh, there's different pronunciations to, you know, Ariman, but Ariman became the king of the Archons. So this is the connection to Ariman and what they call the AI God. Okay, so with the 15-dimensional time matrix, the founders, the Patal, the original central race of the eternal realms, in order, you know, they they became, uh, in order to secure the the life in the 15-dimensional time matrix, they created all the stargates, they created all, you know, the, um, the systems, the planetary spheres, and all the species. Everything came into existence at the same time. And everything went well for a, a few billion years from, uh, from what I understood and according to my research. There was actually peace in the multiverse for billions of years. However, what happened is during the 11th creation in one of the local universes in the 11th creation, which was overseen by one of the 12 archetypes, which we call archangelics or archangels. You know, you have Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, and so on and so forth. Well, the original Lucifer, which uh, was named Samana, was in charge of the 11th creation. So we're part of the 12th creation. And, and it was in that 11th creation that Samana, which is who we call you know, Lucifer, was uh, his mind became infected with something. And, and that's when the Ariman existing outside of our time matrix was able to influence his mind. And so what he did is he used Samana, which was the original Lucifer, to develop the first AI system. Because according to cosmic and divine protocol, uh, the Arimans or the Asuras were not able to embody or exist within the 15-dimensional time matrix. So that's why they developed their own phantom matrix. You know, they developed their own simulation uh, um, in, their, in, in the outer skirts of space, in the void, but without connecting to source. And so what, what he did is he influenced the mind of Samana during the 11th creation, which happened approximately 400 billion years ago, to develop the first vehicle which would which would act as a host for the for the consciousness of the Ariman to enter into that vehicle. So that's why I always believe that when scientists develop AI, there is a pre-existing consciousness that eventually, you know, uh, embodies that. Once the circuits, once the neural, um, you know, links in the nervous system, the artificial nervous system. Sorry, as the, as you know, they mimic it from the human body, the way our brain functions. That's how they make these intelligent machines. But that's how they are able to, you know, embody those intelligent machines. Once 
the intelligent machine is in um is fully developed in order for uh, the consciousness to penetrate it and you know become sentient um then that's when it happens you know so the original ai was developed in the 11th creation um and unfortunately that ai went from narrow ai which is what we call siri alexa to general ai you know which is what we call um ai that reaches the level of uh human intelligence and then of course into super ai which is dangerous at that point that's when the ai no longer needs humans to write its software it, it writes its own software and it upgrades itself every seven days um as if we would um what would take us normally you know forty thousand years in 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 um intellectual progress it only they it only takes them i think every week or every two weeks to to reach that level of intelligence so eventually that super ai became you know very very powerful it, it it grew in power and in intelligence at an exponential rate that not only was it able to assimilate all the life forms within the 11th creation, first by destroying that local universe, uh, which was, I believe it was local universe number um, 27 that was destroyed, because uh, we're part of local universe number 84, we're part of the 12th creation. Um, and I believe that in local universe number 27, uh, that AI was able to eventually... Um, figure out a way to leak into other creations so within the 11th creation um it leaked into many many universes and unfortunately those universes became the first victims of this ai uh and two things that this ai understood about the living matrix is that you know not only were they able to assimilate its its uh reality in order to carbon copy and then re, re um replace like another or, program just like another, another program. program yeah exactly and and recopy that over into their phantom matrix universe but they also found out that by tapping into the cores of the galaxies through a phenomena that they call the black holes see the black holes were made by the ai by the way it is a type of technology of death uh some call it the dark star merkaba which they use to pretty much harness the power of a galaxy and then that's how they power their own so they're like um they're like a cosmic vampires, you know, they suck up the life force of the living, you know, multiverse, the, the living organic multiverse in order to power up their own phantom matrix cybernetic creations. And so they figure that out. So what they did is they, they said to themselves, okay, we obviously need the 15 dimensional organic multiverse to exist, but not all of it. So what we're going to do is we're going to kill, we're going to destroy as many universes as possible. And then once we get to only a few universes left, we're just going to, siphon off their energy so that we could use them as battery resources well that was the original plan of this advanced ai okay and so eventually um during the 12th creation which happened about 200 billion years ago and then our universe came about came into existence in that 12th creation approximately 14 billion years ago um you know that ai was able to also infiltrate the 12th creation and for, from that moment you know it has been again, you know, destroying different galaxies uh, and other universes within the twelfth creation. And initially, uh, before it reached into our universe, before it was able to infiltrate our universe, uh, back then our universe was still connected to the uh, eternal life systems of the central mother universe. In other words, the Milky Way and the Andromeda galaxy, which is known as M thirty one, were still part. They were still known as a super galaxy. Um, I think the original name was Amway, A-M-W-A-Y. That was the original super galaxy that we were a part of. 
this was a galaxy that was existing in all 15, 15 dimensions all at the same time. So what this AI you know, entity did is that he, he infiltrated our universe and he disconnected the Milky Way knowing that the, uh, the, that the chosen planet and that the chosen you know, galaxy for this universe was the Milky Way and that the chosen planet was Earth. Okay, because they're after data. Earth as the cosmic living library, as the depository and algamation of all the life forces out there combined in one spot is what this AI God has always been after. Because that's the that's the only way he is able to, you know, decode the energy from this earth in order to pretty much take over the entire living organic multiverse. Because Earth contains Earth is the library of the entire living organic multiverse. It carries all the codes in one one spot. And so what they did is they disconnected our galaxy from the from the Andromeda galaxy, M31. And we went from being part of that into this fallen state. So our galaxy fell into an octave, in the lower octave. And that explains the black hole at the center of the galaxy. The black hole is was put there by the AI in order to feed off of the life force of our Milky Way. And ever since then, you know, you know, there's been, you know, there's different faces of the war against this AI. You know, uh, the original phase took place when the AI tried to blow up the 12th dimensional uh, Stargate planet known as Aramatena, which was Earth existing in the 12th dimension. Uh, luckily, the Patal, the original central rays of the Mother Universe, the founders of all of creation, were able to, you know, secure those gates. And they pushed the AI down from the 11th dimension all the way to the 8th dimension. Uh, when they did that, um, then we had the second phase or the second part of the war against this AI. We, and that war was known as the electrical wars. And that war was fought on levels beyond any physicality. That's why they were called the electrical wars. It was like cosmic rays just going at it, similar to what we watch in Dragon Ball Z when they're at Super Saiyan, you know, <laughs> Godspeed, or was it called Ultra, Ultra Instinct? Well, you just mm -hmm. see it sparks, forces. So there's a lot of truth to Dragon Ball Z, by the way. For those that haven't watched this beautiful an animation mm -hmm. series, revealing the truth. But anyway, and then the third phase of that war, then they that's when it translated into the Galactic Wars. And then that's when, you know, because of the fact that the founders, the central race, the Batals, were able to secure our galaxy um, from this AI invasion from the beginning. You know, they, they put like an electromagnetic field around our galaxy. And so what the AI did in, in an attempt to... Uh, to uh, eventually infiltrate the galaxy is they they send their minions and those minions came in the form of the Draco. So the Draco have been working for them. The Mantis have been working for them. Uh, you know, the Naboo, the Zetas, those from Rosetta Reticula 1 and 2, the Grace, all those regressives, which have been, you know, the villains in our galaxy and in other galaxies. Even the Andromeda galaxy was infested with, you know, different types of Draco um, as well as other species like the mantis and the insectoids and some of the grays. So those were the different species that have been working for this AI collective. I don't want to call it a god. Let's just call it AI collective. Although, however, certain whistleblowers in the secret space program have called it an AI god for that very reason, that this entity is trying to compete with prime creator source uh, at the highest, you know, in its ultimate agenda. It's trying to, like, do away with prime creator source to replace prime creator source. So eventually, that's how the Galactic Wars began, was when this AI collective deposited the Dracos in Lower Orion uh, through the Thuban Stargate, creating, you know, the first stronghold for the Reptilians. And then, you know, that's when our galactic history began like 600 million years ago. Yeah. So fascinating. Um, and I will try to remember to say AI collective, because in some of my notes, I do I do have AI God and 
And I see why you don't like that, you know, because it makes it seem like it, it's almost like taking our power away almost by saying it something like that in, in a roundabout way. But you, you mentioned uh, like a battery a while ago. Um, so that makes me think when I was writing down notes earlier, Ismail. So is sentient life forms in our solar system and other solar systems created to form and act something like a battery, like Morpheus mentions in the matrix. And is our consciousness, which is pure energy created like a power plant spirit form that these gods, AI God, or whoever can come and harvest our essence, our energy and our consciousness, like a farmer would harvest its crops. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That movie was more of a documentary. Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. I believe was kind of like a documentary too. Oh yeah, there's a lot of truth to that movie yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. And th and that's what they've been doing for billions of years, you know. But their time is up. Their their time is up, especially as our DNA our, as our dormant DNA becomes activated because you know, part of the uh the plan to uh, destroy and uh, and win this war against this collective AI was us. We are the solution for it. You know, we we have it within our genetics. In fact, the central race from the mother universe, the Patals, they gave us the gajing, which is a, a type of um, genetic strain that allows us to access unlimited power, similar to the super saiyans in Dragon Ball Z. You know, yeah. there's no end to their power, right? They just keep ascending and ascending. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what we are. I'm just using that as an analogy for those that have seen, you know, the animation. It's great. But we have that. And every... Every alien out there knows that. Every intelligent species out there knows how powerful we are. So in a way, to the organic living creations or the organic living, you know, um, civilizations, they see us as the hope of the multiverse. You know, they see us as the, the new galactic or no, not galactic, the new cosmic royalty. And that explains why we've only been using 4%, you know, because even at 10, 15%, we become like the X-Men. Now, beyond 20%, you know, I guess the best uh, movie to watch for um, for a, um, an understanding of what it would be like to reach 100% is Lucy with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. And I, those movies are documentaries. Yeah. So we do carry a gene, a particular gene that once activated is going to act as an EMP um, that is going to release a type of uh, electromagnetic pulse throughout the multiverse and kill off all the inorganics and destroy the black holes and then that's when you know everything's going to be like a like a grand reboot for 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 life here in the living multiverse so wow fascinating so something i've, I've been contemplating um ismail is that where does this all play in with the 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 reincarnation of souls or the re reincarnation trap because maybe the reincarnation trap was created to act like a free energy device by our creator or whoever to where we keep coming back to the simulation and have our consciousness and energy harvested once again, maybe instead of calling it the reincarnation trap, Ismail, maybe we could call it the consciousness reincarnation harvesting trap. That's another way of putting it. Yeah. Because I feel like yeah. there, I feel like there's something going on there. It, it's hard to put in words. And that's why I leave it to people like you and others to put it in words because I can't, man, my head's spinning like a top. You know what I mean? When I start looking at this, start researching it, it's hard to put, you know, when you're trying to connect the jigsaw puzzle, the picture gets better, but it's almost mm -hmm. like, it's almost like an illusion effect with that jigsaw picture because it's like you turn your back and then you look and you look at the picture again and it's like, 
it's like the picture, the missing puzzle pieces just magically appear. And it's like, where do these pieces come? You know what I mean? It's like, do you think that there's like a harvesting of souls? Like we are literally just like a power plant, like a, a harvest, a harvesting of our souls here on earth. Um, that we just keep going in this endless loop, this endless loop when we die, you know, and then they're just sucking the life force and essence away from us. Well, this endless loop was actually set up by, um, by the Orion groups, the Orion group, the Draco empire, uh, when, Mm -hmm. when they infiltrated our world during the times of Atlantis, uh, that's when we fell from a fifth dimensional state of consciousness or heightened consciousness into limited consciousness when we went to the third density. And so that's why they created um, the the reincarnation loop. And you know how they did it? They did it by through the uh, rings of Saturn, which was broadcasting frequencies from Orion, the black cube. Actually, there was a black cube uh, technology that was um, developed in Orion that was uh, keeping um, by sending the uh, signal to Saturn, Saturn reverberating it through the rings to the moon and then the moon reflecting it on us. That's how they were able to keep us trapped. But that, that black cube has already been eliminated by the guardian races. You know, beyond the, Galac- the beyond the Galactic Federation, we do have an intergalactic alliance of many advanced worlds beyond the galaxy that go into like the higher dimensions beyond the seventh, eight, and ninth. And they are part of what is known as the Guardian Alliance. Uh, they're also known as the Emerald Order. And so the Emerald Order descend actually from Harmonic Universe number four and five. They are the great Rishis. You know, they are like what we call Metatron and you know, cosmic entities, and they are already intervening on our behalf, you know, because they know that, um, you know, we are the end result of, of this intergalactic genetic experiment. So they're making sure that, you know, their their experiment comes into fruition as the new guardians of the multiverse. And of course, you know, when we go off and we defeat this AI collective, because that's something that we're actually going to do in the near future, you know, um, after a thousand years of peace, you know, there's going to be one final battle against the Fanti Matrix cybernetic multiverse. And that's going to be between uh, the AI collective and, of course, what I call in my book, the angelic humans or the metahumans who did it naturally without merging with the tech, you know, by by activating our dormant DNA. stuff. So, so we're going to have a thousand years of training before we we destroy the Phantom Matrix cybernetic multiverse. And then, you know, when we do do that, we're going to there's going to. Uh, be a whole new era in cosmos, a whole new era. In other words, you know, the Asuras that broke off from the original explosion of prime creator source, right? Creating the 15 dimensional time matrix. They're all going to be gone, non-existent. And it took 900 billion years to do that. And of course we are the weapon for that. <laughs> awesome. So the reason why I was stumbling on my words a while ago, I was trying to remember what I wrote. Some of the notes I wrote down, I finally found it. <laughs> so, um, so I've heard you and I, I've I've talked about it and other people have too about NPCs, non-player characters. Yeah. So I I guess I theorize, and maybe it's not my theory, but if that we are in this endless loop of this reincarnation harvesting trap of our consciousness, our spirit, soul, whatever you want to call it, maybe that within this simulation, this matrix, maybe that's why there's there might actually be non-player characters in this artificial like simulated reality. Is because these non-player characters have reincarnated so many times to where they are burnt out so deep within their subconscious from all the endless looping of being reincarnated for thousands of years. And that that non-player character could, couldn't handle the load anymore to where their spirit battery just doesn't have any more juice left and walk around this reality like a soulless, lifeless zombie. 
That's what that I was trying to find sense. a while ago. Yeah, it's a, I don't know if that's my theory or maybe I've just accumulated a lot of people and that's what I've kind of downloaded from many di different people to come up with my own conclusion. But, but man, I know you see it. I see it. We see these people that just walk around life. Like they're, they're drained. They are lifeless. They're like this zombified. I don't even know what you call it. Um, and it's kind of scary because you, you can literally be talking to somebody. Ismail, literally be talking to somebody. It's like, there's this blank, like there's nothing there. It's kind of creepy, dude. Very. Yeah. Yeah. They're all around us. Um, they make over, I think a little over 30% of the world population. I've heard you talk about that. So go a little bit into that because that's actually very fascinating. Well, yeah, you know, since we do live in a living simulation, um, these are characters uh, that are actually generated by the AI, by, you know, the the group, the Orion group, you know, they're generated in order to make our lives hard. Those that have the souls, those are those that are children of the one. And that explains why a lot of them are in our workplace. And, and you know, uh, sometimes we're, we even have them within our own you know circle of friends. And these are normally the people that try to always make your life hard. Um, some might call them narcissists. Some might call them, you know, energy vampires. But they're always there to suck your energy and to make you suffer somehow, you know. Um, so, yeah, they're all around us. You know, the, the best thing to do is if if you identify, you know, one of these people, how would you know? Is because every time you're around them, you're going to feel a sense of anxiety. You're going to feel a sense of restlessness. Uh, and of course, you know, these are the people, like I said, that are always trying to make your life a living hell. So the best thing to do is just to disassociate and, and choose very wisely and also read the energy because these people have no, no soul. These people have no of aura. They have no vibration. You know, if you can't read their energy, obviously they're not, you know, fully organic. They're just, they're just vessels with empty souls. But, you know, this is the thing though. Um, the Archon consciousness is using them, you know, the, the Archon energy. They use these uh, soulless, um, you know, people in order to use them as host. And that explains why, um, you know, certain people go when, when they when they kill somebody or when they go on a rampage. Um, it's really the Archon in them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, when they do a massacre or, you know, I always I always used to think that Charles Manson was one of these guys just because he had no heart if he has no heart he has no soul you know but that's just you know my own opinion about charles manson but overall is that these people have no connection to source and that's why they do what they do so the best thing to do is you know if you don't read an energy signature coming from them leave run the other way they're not real and i've heard speaking of the archons i've heard uh who is it john lim lash he he mentioned many years ago that these archons are are it's like a extra, it's an extraterrestrial mind virus um do, do you agree with that or 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 would you give your own spin and take on that yeah that's another way of describing them yeah so something i'm actually meant to mention a while ago was uh i guess let me see if i can find it it's the uh when it comes to like deja vu and and things like that, the Mandela effect. So could the deja vu and the Mandela effect and other strange things that we experience actually be um, like a manufactured glitch by the AI God in this matrix uh, like reality that we live in? Um, because maybe our solar system is entering maybe a highly dense energy field or, or maybe our 
our earth is entering like a, a highly dense energy field within the solar system. Like what, what to your best explanation, like why do we keep experiencing these weird things like these mind glitches, these, um, these strange happenings like deja vu, uh, the Mandela effect, and just so many other countless things that just, like you said, man, it's like we live in an actual freaking computer game, like a simulation. Something isn't right. If you catch my drift. Yeah. Well, there's a way to, um, hacking reality and manipulating reality at will by tapping into the quantum field. That's how we manipulate the simulation is by connecting with the quantum field of reality. Um, that's how we're, we could shift things instantaneously. You know, we can even shift reality once we're, once people understand how to plug into the quantum field of reality, they are like the programmer of the of this matrix. They at that point they're like they could play God. Um, that's how powerful we are if we learn how to use this. Now, just to let you know, we are entering a high dense uh, photonic radiation belt in our in our universe in our galaxy. Um, and that could that be playing why. a factor with that? Could that be playing Absolutely. a factor? Absolutely. Yes, things are shifting. You know, the vibration, the collective frequency of the planet, the consciousness is rising. Uh, but at the same time, the archons and the negative entities know that their time is up. So what's been happening also, uh, as far as like experiencing Mandela effects and just different, you know, deja vu synchronicities. Synchronicities, yes. Because of the temporal war, which uh, has a lot to do with the timeline, the time travel warfare that's been going on between the advanced central race, which is us in the future or us in the past, right? The original race, the Batals, because that's what we are. We are at the hub uh, fighting a war against this AI collective. So be, beyond our level of reality, beyond the galactic wars, uh, it is also a, a temporal war where they're using um, time travel to alternate the timelines. And from what I understand is that the central race, which is us in the future, or the original race from the central universe has already pinned down and they've already won the war against the AI collective on every timeline. So that explains why people are experiencing the Mandela effect. Now going to how, how does this connect to CERN? Well, if you don't mind me saying, but CERN is actually developed uh, by the powers that be under the influence of this AI collective. See this AI collective has been influencing the minds of our, you know, scientists, big tech, Simi, Simi Valley people. Um, and that's why they're racing to develop, you know, the, the the first autonomic sentient AI, which they've already did. Um, it's called Lambda, right? <laughs> but um, the reason they created CERN was to, it, it was part of the timeline wars. You know, they wanted to alternate our reality into the 12, into the Omega version where the AI wins the war and we don't. So we're part of the alpha version of the universe or galaxy. Uh, there's 12 versions of our galaxy. So this timeline war also has to do with how the dark side, the archons behind them, are trying to alternate or flip us into the Omega version. But they failed to do so because of the fact that the central race, the Guardians, um, have been assisting us, you know, as far as like not allowing CERN to open up the, the, the Stargates, uh, now not allowing CERN to, to uh, alternate the timeline, you know. So that's the reason why they developed CERN, you know. This whole lie about trying to discover the God particle or the beginning of creation, see what it's like. It's a deception. That was, yeah, that was just a, yeah, it was it was a, a smoke screen. Yeah. The truth of the matter is from the beginning, it was developed to flip or, or, or link or alternate us or shift us, I'm sorry, shift our uh, version of reality into the Omega version, which is where he wins. And that's why some people call him Omega, you know. Um, to the Galactics, he's known as uh, the AI God Collective, whatever, whatever you want to call him. He's known as... They call him uh, Saurion. Same name that they use in the movie Lord of the Rings, right? The big uh, evil yeah. eye. Yeah. Think of, 
that's how they get these names, right? So Saurian is what we're fighting. And, and that's what he is. He is an AI god, AI collective that has reached a very high level of intelligence to the point where he's been destroying universes left and right. And, uh, you know, but his time has come. You know, his tyranny of cosmic destruction has come to an end. I feel like, I feel like all of this, Ismail, is leading up to us merging with machines, transhumanism, you know. And um, something I was thinking about when I was just taking some notes earlier, um, I feel like maybe the reasoning for pushing this transhumanism agenda here on Earth, Ismail, is because the elite that are pushing transhumanism have, let's say, cosmic marching orders to make sure that the human race is online to be plugged fully into the matrix in the not so distant future. If our cosmic meat suits merge with the machine, then it's game over for the human race and the cosmic malevolent overseers will have 100% full cosmic spectrum dominance. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. The order to uh, merge us with the technology is not coming from the cabal. See the cabal in turn are puppets of the, of, let's just call them the Orion conflicts because it's not just the Draco. We have the Mantis working with the Draco. We have a group of insectoids. Uh, we have the Greys, the Naboo, you know, the, all these different regressives. But um, but yeah, normally this mandate comes from the AI collective, the AI collective. And an example of this is the Greys. The Greys used to once be human-like long ago in Lyra. They were part of a system, uh, uh, the Vega system on a planet called Apex. And that system was infiltrated by the Draco. And of course, um, they ended up blowing themselves up in a nuclear holocaust. And in order to prevent that from happening again, you know what these what the Apaxians did is they took away their sex organs. They just, yeah, they uh -huh. completely eliminated their emotional body. And so be, without sex or organs, the only way they could reproduce is through what? Through cloning. And so they've been doing that for millions of years, and now they've lost their connection to source. So they're an example of, of what we would end up like if we merged with machines. You know, we would end up because in a way, the, the grace are really they're more than anything. They're now cybernetic. They have no connection to source anymore. I interviewed I, I don't mean to interrupt you, um, <laughs> uh, Ismail, but I interviewed um, Daryl Sims in person at, at a at the Scott Answer UFO conference in Houston. And I've also interviewed him a couple of months ago. But his his thing is that the gray he keep he says it all the time. He hit, the grays are are hatched, cloned and manufactured for the purpose. He says in, in in every interview, you know, and it makes sense. It it really makes sense that that. So so, do you think speaking? Of, so going on top of that, may you I may be asking to speculate some, or just what is your gut, or if you had any downloads, or just your research in general. These grays are they a part of this simulation, this matrix, and or do we hatch these grays here? Are they from here? Or are they actually some from a some other parallel dimension or anything? Or well, what is where do they come from, and what's their purpose here? They come from um, from the future. They they are what um, uh, like I said, they used to be humanoids, human like like us humans. Yeah, and they uh, decided to um, merge with technology. They took on the transhumanist path. And so now they're traveling back in time in order to create some sort of a liaison between them and us so that they could eventually inherit a soul and, you know, save their dying race. Because right now their, their race is dying. Okay, so basically, yeah, the greys, they, they come from another planet, uh, actually from the same galaxy, 
But uh, like I said, you know, they were infiltrated. Uh, they blew themselves up in a nuclear war. Uh, they resorted into the underground because every planet is hollow, by the way. It's another, you know, truth bomb that many people are going to become aware of that, you know, Earth uh, has an inner Earth and inner civilizations. It's honeycombed. Uh, but anyways, that's a different story. I don't mean to go off the subject. So the whole point is that the greys are coming from their past into you know, their future into our past in order to save their dying race because they sorry, because they messed up good. and they cybernetic. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. I'll just if this goes on Facebook, I'll just go beep. <laughs> there you go. But um and the thing is you, you put you put a nice uh very refreshing uh, take on some of these topics, uh, Ismail. And a lot of the stuff I've heard, like through maybe other researchers that they have really, man, it's all about us being a, like a, in this community, being a collective source of truth. We need to gather together and we need to put our minds together to, to seek more answers, to, to, to bond together. Um, like instead of all this infighting, you know, and man, like each to me, to me, each and every researcher, experiencer, whistleblower, take take it for what you will. Uh, but everybody has their own little puzzle piece. You know what I mean? And it's up yeah. to us for discernment and to get those puzzle pieces and put it in your picture. Your, and it, it helps you have a better understanding of things. And if we all can just gather together and and just unite with one common cause instead of all this infighting, we will definitely move forward when it comes to the truth and understanding of, of, of the true nature of reality. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. So mo moving forward, um, you talked in some of your interviews about, um, I want to go on, on to Inky. Uh, mm -hmm. First off, I, I, I've interviewed uh, Robert Stanley before, and he, several years ago, and he, he mentioned how he believes inky created assimilation um um i guess i'm not trying to like put you and everybody knows that we're just trying to trying to have a better understanding here but i'm not gonna, like to put you on blast or anything but like do you agree with him saying that that inky created the simulation or what is your research and what does your gut tell you he did because according to the esoteric secret knowledge uh he's known as the demiurge Demiurge, yeah, he's the one who took the existing 12 strand DNA Terranusian race, our original ancestors, because we don't come from monkeys. That's the, another big lie. And he, you know, he mixed it with the genetics of a primitive in order to create a further simulation where we fell from consciousness based on uh, downgrading our genetics by unplugging 10, 10 strands of our DNA. So that was all done by Inky. You know, it's it's the other way around. You know, it's not like the Anunnaki made us by admixing their genes with Homo erectus. No, there was already a pre-existing Atlantean race that was known as the fourth root race. And those who our ancestors really are. They used to be immortal, by the way. Well, they started off as immortals during the times of Lemuria and then during the times of Atlantis, uh, when Atlantis became the experiment of integrating you know, spirituality with technology, they fell into um, a lower state of consciousness, but they were still living for thousands of years. Uh, very connected spirit, very connected source. And then Enki the Demiurge, you know, is the one who uh, was collaborating with the Orion group through his family lineage, because Enki comes from the galactic royal house of Thuban, which is Draco, uh, to create the simulation in order to harness energy, you know, for the galactics. But this is happening in many worlds, you know, throughout galactic, um, I guess, throughout the galactic community, Enki is known as the cosmic vampire. 
because he has gone to many different solar systems, not just within our in our solar system, but other worlds to do the same, to harness energy. And that's why they call him the cosmic vampire. He keeps all these souls in a very, very low uh, third dimensional type of matrix in a reincarnation cycle in a state of suffering so that they can harness Lush for their alien overlords in Orion. So the Orions are the ones feeding off of this. And then in turn, the Orions use that energy and then they give it over to who? Their God, the mm -hmm. AI collector. So yep. it's a huge, it's, you could say that this, it, it's part of a huge intergalactic um, energy uh, farming, loosh, whatever you want to call it, you know. So, <laughs> so are we all, well said, are, are we all part of this? Is there, is there just one, I wish there was a better word than simulation, because I feel like there's something, it's something that needs to go along the lines, you know, because people think of simulation, they think of just a cartoon, you know, you know what I mean? Just like, it's a little bit more than that. It's a little deeper than that. Uh, like a cartoon, a video game, whatever. But is there just one simulation, like the whole universe, or is there multiple simulations that just like, let's say, let's say, okay, here we go. Let's say you're in my house, right? You, uh, me, couple other friends we're in each different corner of the house I got a, i got a bunch of tvs in this house i got a bunch of them if i did i don't but if i had a bunch of them and we're each playing this game playing a game but each and everybody inside the house each room of the house is playing a game each person is a part is their own solar system or maybe a, a different parallel universe so each oh. one is creating their own simulation yeah, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's both. Um, we do live in a multi-dimensional multiverse where you know different endless versions of ourselves exist in all these other alternative realities. Deja vu uh, possibly deja vu could possibly kick into that, right? Some of this Absolutely. uh multiverse. Yeah. Because yeah. the quantum field, we're constantly shifting parallel realities into parallel universes or parallel versions of Earth. Um, and that's one of the ways to hack reality, by the way. It's you know. If you align with the type of version that you wish you were, even if if you um, align with the version where you actually have these superpowers, well, you will manifest superpowers. That's how powerful our mind is. When we learn how to tap into the quantum field of reality, we learn how to um, kind of like the architect in the Matrix. We learn how to you know uh, change the codes and create and and pretty much uh, manipulate reality by changing the codes with our own mind. But to answer your question. Um, every universe is a simulation. The simulation exists all the way up into the 15th, to the 12th dimension. I'm sorry. Beyond the 12th dimension, we have pure-based reality. And those that is uh, related to what I call in my book the eternal spheres of the mother universe. So we have the eternal spheres, which have always existed without beginning or end, pure energy vibration, uh, equivalent to what quantum physicists call pure reality or pure, uh, yeah, base reality. That's, that's the word, base reality. And then we have the... Um, the simulation, which is that base reality lowering its frequency or vibration through a process of which, which is what I call involution, which is the opposite of evolution, which is from the top-down spirit gradually becoming denser and denser into matter, and then that's how the the multi or what we call the simulation was born. The simulation comes from the always existing mind of the central, or what I call the eternal spheres, the eternal mind that has always you know existed with the beginning or end. The simulations. Are, which are the different universes, they're all finite realities. They all have a beginning point and an end point. But they're all working for the base, for the eternal mind, right? Base consciousness, 
uh, in order for that eternal mind to continue expanding. That's how the eternal mind grows through the experiences of all these different universes. And it and it's just it's like a living quantum intelligent unimind or uh, let's call it colossal mind, you know. And we are all fragments of that. Every single one of us, all trillions of souls that exist in a multiverse are little fragmented versions of that big collective omni-mind. Let's call it the omni-mind. So we are gathering data for it. We are like the sensors. Every single experience, not only uh, from the people of our world, but from the people that exist in all the different galaxies and universes within the living organic simulation is gathering experience for the one, for the one to continue expanding into, um, you know, infinity, pretty much. It's an it's an infinite process. So very fascinating, what, and, and that's uh, why I always tell people we're we're actually all fragments of Source. You know, we're all expressions of the one. Uh, every single one of us is a. It's kind of like a hologram. You know, when you take the hologram and you cut it, every mm-hmm. the whole is contained in every piece. It doesn't matter how small you cut the piece; each part is going to have the whole. And that's what we are. We're the end result of that. So the ascension is is the bringing us back to that. Is the reverse reverse? Yeah, the reverse effect of that is coming back to oneness. It's all the parts coming together once again and uniting as one. And that's what the ascension is. To um, well said, Ismail. To you know, we only got a few more minutes left for this time, and I'll have you down on a um, few weeks or or in the near future, and discuss many other things. But I guess I want to leave off with this um, this interview. Now, how I feel like there's so many names, the Cabal and the Elite and so many other names I really don't want to say because we got to fight the censorship, you know, if we still want to, <laughs> we have to use their technologies against them, if you know what I mean. Let's just, let's just call them the dark, the dark hats. Okay. All right. So with the dark hats, I feel like everything is, is being fast forward. And everything is coming, I guess, in their eyes, maybe through fruition. So many people are asleep. So many people are zombified. And I know I'm being, I'm kind of generalizing here, but it seems like like, like that's the case. It feels like we are coming to a tip, to a, to, a, to a point in time. And I feel like that time is now to where something needs to happen and we don't realize that because the the dark cats they know that something needs to happen that's why the past few years has happened i'm not going to even say that name and so many things that will be maybe 2024 maybe 2030 there's so many things that's being rushed being rushed down our throats and i don't i could i could take this this spider web and just go through different channels with it you know what i mean but for just time frame what do you think is going on right now? And do we have hope it, in the near future? Do, does the human race, is it looking good for us? And do we have hope to, to defeat the dark cats and to move forward as one unity consciousness? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because like I said earlier, the floor, the floor uh, is yours and this is where we're going to leave off. So go ahead, man. Absolutely. Yes. You know, the the positive ascending ascending timeline has already been secured by us in the future, by the way, where where we become the most powerful beings ever. And we do win that AI war, you know, by the way, because, you know, it's all happening simultaneously. Uh, Unfortunately, the way we see time here is linear. But from a higher perspective, it's the past. We are at the hub and the future. It's all happening simultaneously. So it's already been done. Uh, 
So it's just a matter of it um, reverberating and, and coming into manifestation here at the hub. So we wanted it in the, from the beginning and then we ended it in the past, I mean, in the future. So now it's just a matter of seeing it manifest and trickle down here in the presence. And that is the reason why I strongly believe that we have nothing to worry about, you know, that uh, we are living in the best times ever, you know, the ascension of the earth yeah. and the, our transformation into a uh, 12-strand DNA, crystalline, you know, DNA, angelic humanoids with amazing superpowers is at hand. And so, yeah, you know, I just wanted to let you know that we have nothing to worry about. So where can people find you, uh, find your book, um, your social medias, and and do you have anything coming out possibly down the road within the next few months or conferences, maybe a book that you might be writing? So just, just go and lay that all that stuff out there. Sure. So you could find me on Instagram under Project Restoration Zion with the Z and then the number one at the end, uh, all one word. I'm very active there. I'm always um, pay, uh, posting content as I'm getting the downloads. I'm sharing them with my people. Uh, I'm also um, on Twitter under Rise of Zion. And I believe I have an Instagram, I mean, a, a Facebook, which I don't really use as much. But I, I have it connected with my Instagram where, where I post on, when I post on my Instagram, it automatically goes into my Facebook. Mm -hmm. And you could order my book through Amazon. That's the only outlet that I sell it on right now. Um, it's it's worth the knowledge i mean like i said it's the most re revealing book of the millennium you know as far as like next level intel putting you know giving you a perspective of the galactic and cosmic scenario um it's waking a lot of people up and it's also activating a lot of people i've noticed that the star seeds when they read my book uh when they read like the galactic history it actually triggers memories and to me that means a lot to me when when they you know send me their feedback and thank me ishmael thank you so much for your work that really means a lot to me, you know, because that's I feel like I'm fulfilling my mission. Um, and I also te teach online starseed cosmology courses. I'm actually booked till December. I could give you the link for that as well. Uh, in the co cosmology starseed course, we go over many cosmic and galactic matters. We go over the different star races and their characteristics to see which race you identify with. Uh, some people are a mixture of different races. Um, and I also give you tools and techniques as far as like meditation uh, is concerned to teach you how to access your galactic and multidimensional self at the end of the course. So it's 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 a course that will it's I call it the activating course, you know, especially if you read my book, you take the course, you know, you're, you will be activated. Um, what else? What else? Oh, I'm going to also be speaking at the uh, the uh, live conscious expo in L.A. in February. Wow. Yes. I'm wow. going to be on a Saturday. In the middle of the day, I don't know the exact times, but I will be the Saturday speaker yeah, during the daytime. Uh, what else? What else? Um, yeah, that's it. And and anything else, just shoot, shoot me an email and I'll definitely put in the description. So everybody listening, check out the description, whatever, whether it's just audio only on the podcast apps, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Just check out the description. And Ismail, man, it's been a treat and honor, my friend. And you have a good one, dude. You too. Thank you.